number seven, do you need a paper? If you need a paper, Alyssa, would you mind helping us out? And uh, this is Samuel's first battle. And uh, we've been, I know that we've been, we've been talking about this, but um, I kind of changed up the outline a little bit. Alyssa's going to bring you an outline there. And uh, 1 Samuel chapter 7, and uh, we've studied verses 1 through 9. If, I know that we've taken a couple weeks to get there, but verses number 1 through 9 is where we've been and how he assembled, assembled them together, gave the word of God, uh, told them uh, the great things of God, told them they needed to turn to God and do different things. And so I, you know, the, the outline I had passed out a couple weeks ago, it was incorrect information at the top, and so I changed a little bit of it, even changed the outline because I came up with an alliteration there. So um, I said we was going through that, but... So we looked at the assembling of the people, but let's look at the action of the people tonight. You've got your Bible open to 1 Samuel chapter 7. Let's begin reading in verse number 10. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew nigh, uh, uh, drew nigh. I lost my place. Goodness gracious, I'm sorry. And uh, Samuel was offering up the burnt offering. The Philistines drew nigh to battle against Israel, but the Lord thundered with a a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomforted them. And they were smitten before Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came under the Bethkar. And then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shem and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. So the Philistines were subdued, and they came no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. And the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel from Ekron, even unto Gath, and the coast thereof did Israel deliver out of the hands of the Philistines. And there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. And he went from year to year and circuit to Bethel and Gilgal and Mizpah and judged Israel and those all those places. And his return was to Ramah, for there was his house, and there he judged Israel, and there he built an altar unto the Lord. So I want to give you a couple of thoughts regarding this action that takes place. If you will notice a couple of things, the action of Samuel. The action of Samuel is to build an altar. And, uh, and, to, and to burn a sacrifice, or if you will, offer up a burnt offering to the Lord. And so this is all hinging on what has taken place in the last previous verses, the last nine verses, that he told them uh, what God was going to do, how God was going to protect them. Uh, and Samuel turned to them, asked them to put away their gods. They put away their gods, and then God would promise to deliver them out of the hands of the Philistines. So Samuel was praying and worshiping God in this aspect, and so he had, his action was to do it immediately after that. But then also you'll see there's action that takes place by the Philistines. 
In verse number 10, you'll see action by Samuel by offering the burnt offering. And then you'll see action by the Philistines in verse 10. The Bible says, and they drew near to battle against Israel. Uh, they, they knew that they could attack Israel and they were going to attack Israel uh, when they were least ready. And uh, the Philistines uh, knew that they were coming to attack Israel. But there's a couple things that I see in the attacking that takes place. When they came near to Philistines, the Philistines came near to Israel, Israel was ready. You say, how were they ready? There's, there's something I see here is that Israel was just coming through a place of revival, a place of repentance, a place of true drawing back to God. How long had it been since the children of Israel had been close to God? It had been a long time. You talk about the, the rule of Eli and how wicked that was and they had drawn away from God. It, you know, really, even through, even through the times of all the judges, tell me, that in the rule of all the judges, there was really a lot of time they were away from God. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. I mean, what do they say? Judges is like the cycle book, right? Or something like that. It's like, um, get right with God, get a new judge, or, or get a new judge, get right with God, <coughs> live in sin, do wrong, and then just do it all over again. Every, I mean, it was just a huge cycle book for the children of Israel. But you go back to the time of Joshua. Before the judges, did they truly serve God? Yeah, they did. Man, they conquered, they conquered Israel. They took the land, of, they took the land if you will, uh, that God had given to them, that God had promised them. It had been a long time since the children of Israel had been right with God on a true level. And this was their time. This was their chance. This was their opportunity to get right with God. And so the Philistines were attacking them truly at a wrong time because the children of Israel were right with God. They weren't wrong with God. You know, and sometimes the devil attacks us when we're right with God. Does he not? And sometimes the devil attacks us when we're low. Huh? But sometimes he attacks us when we've just spent time with the Lord. And so, honestly, those times that he attacks us when we're right with God, does it help? Boy, it helps to overcome some of Satan's tactics he throws at us because we've been walking with the Lord. And if you are close to the Lord, uh, Bible says, submit unto the Lord, resist the devil, and he'll flee from thee. You know, and so there's a process of if we draw close to the Lord, we'll, we'll be able to overcome and resist the devil. And he'll, not because of our resisting, but because of the power of the Lord, he'll be able to overcome. And so the, here, come, here come the enemy, and they had just gone through a great victory. They were, at the, they were at a strong point of the children of Israel's life. They were right with God. Isn't that good? Amen. All right, any thoughts or questions about that? Samuel, what, what, a, what a blessing to watch Samuel be a righteous judge and turn the children of Israel the way that he did. We see that in verse number 10, the action of Samuel. We see the action of the Philistines. But then you see in, in that same verse, you see the action of who? You see the action of Samuel. You see the action of Philistines. And then it says, but the Lord 
thundered with a great thunder on the day upon uh, uh, thundered on the day upon the Philistines and discomforted them, and they were smitten before Israel. What happened? Who who worked? Who worked for the children of Israel? The Lord. Now, why? Why do you think God worked for the children of Israel? Why? Why did He do this for them? They straightened out their life. They followed Him. They repented. They were right with God. And so when they were right with God, that God immediately went to work for them. See, when we follow God the way we ought to, He'll work for us. He'll do for us. We'll have, there'll be answered prayer galore. They'll, we'll see things happen that, man, how did that take place? Because God's on our side. God's with us. You know, you look at this, you look at this situation. The Bible says that he sent a great thunder, if you will. Now, how, how big is a thunder? I have no, I know this, that growing up in Kansas and Arkansas and then moving here, thunder, I, I don't know what it is, and maybe it's closer to the coast, but thunder just seems louder here. I don't know if it's true. Do you think that's true, Stacy? You agree with me? It just seems like it's louder here. I don't know why. Why would that make a difference where you live? I don't know if that's even true or not. But thunder, there's times when thunder shakes, your, shakes stuff. God shook, shook it with thunder. And the thunder shook the ground. And the Bible says they were smitten. God killed them. God killed a bunch of them with just thunder. Hmm. Man, you know, you think about those Philistines, here they are, they're coming at them, they're on attack mode, they're in attack mode, and they're coming down to get the, the Israelites, and all of a sudden God begins to shake them and send his thunder. Man, you know, you think about, you think about those things, and you think about... Man, what God can do with just a, just a, a moment and, and things change in just a moment and he sent thunder so that it shook the children of, of the Philistines and they began to die. He began to smite them just because of the thunder. That's, that's for real. Action of God. Hey, do we still serve that same God? We do. Do we still have him? I act. Do we still have that access to the same God, the same power, that same? Yeah, absolutely. And God will work on our behalf in that way where you'll step back and say, "Wow, I, I could never believe that ever took place." You ever seen that happen? Have you ever seen God move in a way that you're like, "Wow, I I I, I didn't see that coming." Have you? That's exactly what he did for the children of Israel. When they, when they acted, when they were, were right, when they got right with the Lord, he acted. We see Samuel's action, the Philistines' action, the Lord's action. This was no ordinary thunder. This was a, a big sound from heaven, if you will. Uh, this, he worked 
on their behalf. He worked so hard on their behalf because of what they did. Um, look at this in verse number 11. And so we see those actions done by those three individuals. Let's look what the children of Israel did. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines. Now, go back to verse number 7, if you will, of chapter 7. The Bible says, and when the Philistines, when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together to Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against the children of Israel, and when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. Let me ask you this. What changed? What changed? In verse number 7, they were afraid. Verse, the verse we just read, verse number 11, they pursued they went after. They were bold, is what the Bible says. The Bible says that they pursued. Is there a verse number 12? What, which verse is it? Verse number, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, verse number 11. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines. What changed? Thunder. You think the thunder changed? You think the thunder changed at all? God changed it all. God changed it all? I don't think there's a wrong answer. I mean, the Bible doesn't tell us why they became bold or why they began to pursue, but they did. They were no longer afraid. They realized God was with them. God was with them. Gave them courage. Yeah, yeah. God was with them after that. That first blow, they knew God was with them. Yeah. They were going to pursue it. They were that pursue hot pursuit. What does it mean to pursue? What does it mean to pursue? Go after. Go after. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in a pursuit? Someone chasing you? Mm -hmm. You ever played chase as a kid or uh, tag as a kid? You ever did that? Mm -hmm. Who do you pursue? The one, the, one, the one you want to get out so you don't have to be tagged it no more, Right? That, that's in what in my envision, the Bible says that they went to pursue the Philistines. What did they do? They realized they were under attack, and so they didn't run and hide. They didn't go grab, they didn't go get in the tent. They didn't go anywhere. They grabbed, a, they grabbed their weapons, and they began to pursue the Philistines. And I, I think, I mean, again, like I said, I don't think there's a wrong answer. But I think, personally, there's a couple reasons I believe they were no longer afraid. One, I believe, is that they were right with the Lord. They had gotten things right with God. And when you get things right with God, you'll begin to do things and be bold, more bold than you've ever been in your life when it comes to church and when it comes to faith. Yes? When you're right with God, you'll have faith over everything. Faith over fear. Faith over um, anything that you face in this life. That's exactly how we will be when we are right with God. Faith over anything. And so I feel like that's part of it. But then I also feel like the other part is when they saw the thundering of God. Now, can you see thunder? Absolutely not. But you can feel thunder. 
Now, this is the only question. This is, this is the neat hand of God, the power of the Almighty God, is the children of Israel were there at Mizpah, right? And so, the, and so the Philistines were ascending upon them. They were coming upon them, if you will, and God sent thunder, thundering, and God began to smite the children, children of the Philistines, and the Israelites were there in the presence of the thundering, and it didn't kill them. So the thundering was taking a place around them, and they watched, and they heard, because you hear, a big, you hear a big rumble, you know it. I mean, we, was, we had just left uh, on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving uh, night, or the day before Thanksgiving, I think it was, we had started going to Arkansas because my grandparents were down uh, for Thanksgiving, and I, I've heard a bunch of stories about what happened when TPC exploded. You could feel it for miles. You could feel it, the ground shake underneath of you. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine the thundering that took place and you're standing there and you can feel the ground shaking and you can hear the noise rumbling and all of a sudden you're here and you're watching the Philistines fall out and fall out and die. And what are you doing? You can hear it. You're not dying. There's nothing taking place with you. It's God working on your behalf. What does that do to you? Buddy, that gives you courage like you ain't never seen before, buddy. If God's going to do that for me, what's he going to do when I go down there and go with my weapon? He's going to take my arrow and kill five people with it instead of one. You know, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably exaggerating that fact, but truly, I mean, I mean, that, I mean, that excitement that what, what happens when you, what happens with you? When you see God work and you see God answer prayer, what does that do to you? Boy, that empowers you to go back and pray again, don't it? Woo! Man, oh man, did you see what God just did? Let's go at it again. And it empowers you. I believe, I truly believe that's some reason why God does answer our prayer is to give us more faith and to strengthen our faith so that when we're in that difficult time or when we're in that specific time in our life, he'll do that for us, to strengthen us. Hmm. That's my opinion anyways. I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't know. That, the Bible doesn't tell us why, but they were, they were afraid. You remember in the story of David and Goliath? You remember the story of David and Goliath? What happened when David got there? What was going on? What was going on when, when David got to the camp of the Philistines and the Israelites? Do you remember? Okay, so, um, Goliath was coming out every day, morning and night, challenging the children of Israel. Forty days it had been taking place. Okay, and they were what? They were scared. They were scared. The, I think the Bible even says that they were running and hiding in their tents. Here come this big, tall Goliath, right? And so who comes in? David comes in. He's all excited. He's just a little kid. He gets all excited about killing Goliath and convinces the king to allow him to go out there and, to, and try to defeat him. But when David kills Goliath, what happens? What happens after the death of Goliath? What takes place? The Philistines took off. The Philistines took off. What did the children of Israel? the children of Israel do? They went and got them. One act of God caused the children of Israel to pursue. When God works on our behalf, man, oh man, it ought to 
it ought to encourage us to pursue. It ought to encourage us to pursue. Any questions or thoughts? <clears throat> Has that ever been true in your life? When you feel like maybe you've hit the, the bottom, you, you've hit a rough spot, you've uh, kind of down in the dumps, and then all of a sudden God comes in and answers a prayer and says, all right, uh, maybe that'll help a little bit. And that automatically lifts your spirit. You watch God do a work. Oh, man, God raises your spirit in, in the time that you need it, in the, in the time that you feel like, man, you're down, man, you're out. Uh, I, I've been there. I've been discouraged. I've been upset. I've been de, uh, distressed, if you will. And then I watch God come in and do a miracle, and I'm like, wow. Man, don't, don't, that, don't that just fire you up? Don't that get you just ready? So we see the action of, of, the, of Samuel. We see the action of Philistines. We see the action of God. We see the action of the children of Israel. Now, but then, after all of that, after all of that, God worked. God inspired them to conquer. God inspired them to, to, uh, to win. But watch what takes place in verse number 12. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Sheen and called the name of it Ebenezer. What does Ebenezer mean? Does anybody know? Uh, God has left you. No, sir. That is, um, oh, hold on, Ichabod, right? I think Ichabod is that. Ebenezer, anybody? Ebenezer is a stone of help. A stone of help. How many of you guys have ever heard the song, Come Thou Fount? You ever heard that song before? Come thou fount of every blessing. Tune thy heart to sing thy grace. Um, let's see if it's in here. Um, uh, verse number two, uh, come thou found, it says, Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I come. What is he singing about? Do you know what he's singing? Do you know what Samuel did? He got a stone and he placed it in the spot. And he said, This, I'm raising a stone right now, a stone of memory that we will never forget what God did for us on this day. And so that song, here I raise my Ebenezer, here I raise the day God helped me. You need to make sure you have a memory, have a thought, have a day when God helped you, when God answered your prayer. Look, I remember, and I, I'm so glad, so glad as a kid my parents told me to, and, and I followed them, and I tried to listen to them. I'm so glad I remember, and I wrote it down, the day God saved me. Do you know why? Because I can run back to the stone of memory and say, here, I raise my... Ebenezer, the day I got saved, the day God saved me, I remember it like it was yesterday. Don't ever forget that. You, you have victories in your life where you can come back to God and say, I remember, and you make sure that stone of memory never moves. 
in the Old Testament, the Bible teaches us, I think it's in Proverbs, it teaches us not to remove the ancient landmarks. You ever heard that, ever heard that uh, verse? That's what he's talking about, not to remove those things that we need to remember. There are things in our past that are difficult. There are things in our past, and there are things in our present. There are things in our future that are hard to deal with, that are difficult to go through, that are trials that we face, that are difficult times. But God wants us to remember that the stone of memory is there. And when we go through a tough battle, and when we go through tough times, he wants us to know that that stone of memory is still there. And we can run back to that stone. And remember what God did for us. If this stone was placed in a special spot, in 1 Samuel chapter number 4 is the, is the battle that the Philistines went, with, uh, Philistines went against the children of Israel and Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, thousands of soldiers were killed and Eli ended up dying on that day. That's where Samuel placed the stone is in that spot where that battle took place. So they would always remember what God did for them when they did this to the Philistines, when God wrought the victory. Now, the thing that God did here for Samuel, the thing that God did for the children of Israel is he conquered the Philistines and they were never under the Philistines' rule anymore. Never once under Samuel's rule were they under the Philistines. Did they battle the Philistines? Maybe from time to time, but they were not under the rule of the Philistines under Samuel no more from this day forward. Because of what God, because of what the children of Israel decided to do and listening to the man of God that got the message from the Lord to remove those things. Now, look in verse, look in that same verse in verse number 12 or verse number 13. So he said, here I raise my Ebenezer, hitherto hath the Lord helped us. So the Philistines were subdued. You know what that word subdued means? It means to conquer. It means to, to be conquered by force of a superior power. Who conquered the Philistines? God. Who truly conquered the Philistines? God did. God subdued them. It was over. It was over. Look, <clears throat> what's going on now in Israel? Boy, I, I, I'm scared to mess with Israel. I, I don't want to get on the bad side of Israel. But this is proof of what God can do to those who get on the bad side of Israel. And look, in verse number 13, so the Philistines were subdued and they came no more into the coast of Israel, and the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Who? Who did that? God did. Why did God do that? Because of Samuel choosing to do away with all of their other gods, and the children of Israel followed him. What action? Boy, that's action, isn't it? Verse number 15, verse number 16, verse number 17. The Bible teaches us that he judged Israel in verse 15, verse 16, verse 17. But then there's something else that it talks about. He talks about in verse number 16, and here he went 
year at year to year in circuit. He was like a circuit riding preacher. You ever heard of that before? Many times there was a preacher would go around from circuit to circuit preaching at different churches, churches going around trying to help preachers, churches that didn't have pastors. He went from year to year from Bethel to Gilgal to Mizpah, and he judged Israel in all those places. You know what he did? He went to those places to take them the word of God, to help keep them straight, to make sure they were still living right, make sure they were still guided right. That's what he was doing. He was following up with what God had placed in their life. He was trying to teach them what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 28, line upon line and precept upon precept, to hear a little and there a little. He was trying to make sure they were still straight with the stuff. And that's exactly what Paul did in the New Testament, was going back to those churches and making sure they were still doing right. Now, I'm going to be done. I'm going to close with this thought in verse number 17. The Bible says, In his return to Ramah, for there was his house. Now watch what he does. Watch what he does at his house or in his hometown, if you will, where he built his house. And there he judged Israel and there he built an altar unto the Lord. Do you know what he did at his house? Not necessarily in his house. I shouldn't say that. What, what he did in his town? He built an altar to the Lord. He built an altar to the Lord because he knew that was very important for children of Israel to stay right with God was to keep coming to the altar and keep coming to God. Samuel very wisely did those things. Now, and he delivered them out of the children of the Philistines. But then you'll notice also too, I know I'm, I'm kind of scatterbrained here but a little bit, but look in verse number 14, he says, and there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. There was peace. Not only did the Philistines, not only did the Philistines never come again in the coast against, the, against Israel, but then, but then also there was peace with the Amorites. What God can do when we turn to him. Amen. All right, any thoughts or questions? Anybody? All right. Well, let's close in prayer. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for your blessing.